It's time for All Hands on Tech. Climb on board as we explore all the amazing things happening in Nova Scotia's tech sector. Each episode, we'll chat with local experts to uncover the secrets of what makes Nova Scotia the best place for collaboration, innovation, and creativity. All Hands on Tech is proudly produced by Digital Nova Scotia, the industry association for Nova Scotia's growing tech sector. Welcome back to All Hands on Tech. I'm Ashley Field. And I'm Jenna. Today's guest is proof that sometimes less is more. Allison Knott is a self-described three experts in one five foot five inches package. <laughs> Through her business, Allison K Consulting, she helps organizations elevate their digital marketing with intention and integrity. Allison, welcome to All Hands on Tech. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so happy you're here. Um, before we get into some rapid fire questions, don't want to scare you, um, and some important discussions on women in tech, I do want to start at the beginning. So you began your career in print design. So how exactly did you end up here? Well, I would say that my career started in print design, but actually I was a really lonely kid. And I got into building GeoCities websites <laughs> when I was about 13, 14. So when everyone else was in soccer or getting boyfriends or girlfriends, I was in my family's basement learning to code websites. And that allowed me to find a community online. Uh, I had a really popular Teddy Ruxpin website um, that I hid from the world, although now I wish I had gone back in time. Yeah. So while my career was in, I always knew that I wanted to be in graphic design, but I also knew I wanted to be in computers. And what happened was no one knew what to tell a little girl my age. So I'm roughly 38 right now. So back in the day, guidance counselors didn't know what to do mm -hmm. with kids because there was no career in the internet at the time. You went right. into robotics, computer science, and that was it. Mm -hmm. So the, the counselor was like, well, you like computers and you're creative. Why don't you go into graphic design? Now, I feel like if things have been slightly different, I could be working for a really large tech firm right now, but that just wasn't an option. No one knew what to do. I went to... Um, NASCAD, uh, which is an art college here, or art university, and I ended up being a graphic designer, but I never let go of the internet, and I continued to upgrade my skills. So as time went on, I had a formal education in design, in print design, but I ended up doing work for uh, something called newspapers, <laughs> if we remember those, and so I worked on that. And because I worked in a small team, I got to talk to the marketing people and the sales and the editorial team, and I learned a lot of aspects that would later help me when I transitioned back into digital world, when I went back into building websites and eventually being a senior um, um, designer and brand and also just working with people building websites. So it kind of came full circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. I love hearing that journey. You never know where you're going to end up and here you are. You never know, yeah. right? And even if it doesn't exist yet, keep on it because yeah. you will find that path. Absolutely. It's mm -hmm. never lost knowledge, whatever you pick up along the way. Exactly. Yes. That life experience is just going to help you in no matter what you do. Absolutely. So even if you don't know, right, there could be someone young listening to this and being like, I want to do something. I don't know what exists. Don't worry, darling, you'll find it. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. maybe not right now. Yeah. It's yeah. never unrelated. Just keep picking up those skills yep. and you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rapid fire question time before we jump into the to the big guns. So first one, virtual or in-person meetings? Virtual. And I'm a huge extrovert, but I've met so many cool people and we can open up apps and like doodle mm -hmm. together and send memes and drop things. So I think that, you know, we will always have our localized, but for me, definitely digital now because it just broadens who you can talk to. Yeah, you can meet anyone from anywhere oh, <laughs> at any yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. Okay, minimalist or maximalist? 
I recently found out I'm a maximalist when oh. I go on uh, the old Instagram there. Like, <laughs> I think I want things to be very, very organized. But the reality is leopard print and gold and silver and dragons and heavy metal playing along with ska playing. So, yeah. Um, the double music. That really the, says a the lot. Double music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super yeah. out there. Yeah. So, yeah. The more, the merrier. Because okay. then you uh, you have a selection of what's going to bring you joy that day. Very cool. Yeah. I think maximalism's coming back, you know? I think so, too. Bring I it agree all. with you. Yeah. Definitely. All right. All right. And last but not least, what is your go-to advice for someone entering the tech sector? Get a mentor. Get a mentor. Get a mentor. Get a mentor. How does one find a mentor? Ah, how does someone find (laughs) a mentor? You ask. So this becomes a double-edged learning opportunity because not only are you going to find a mentor, you are starting to train yourself to ask for what you want. Huge. Darlings, you will have so many obstacles and opportunities come to you, but you have to advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. So to me... And also, a mentor doesn't have to be this very formal thing. Like, I hang out with Allison K twice a week and we discuss. There are micro-mentoring moments. And I'm going to sideline here and say, people listening, you are probably an excellent mentor. And you're not giving yourself a chance to be a mentor to others. So find a mentor would be the best thing to do. Cool. And I guess like a sidebar to that, like how do you advocate for yourself? Because that can be really hard, especially as a woman in tech. Like how how do you do that? How do you go about doing that? I think having that support is so key. And I think we might have a question that's going to touch on that a bit later. But it's um, no human being is an island. We are, you know, connected creatures by nature and by design. So I think the sooner you, you learn that no one has all the answers and you I give you all permission now. Like, you don't know it all. So ask. Mm -hmm. And people's experiences help you because it shortcuts whatever they learned, whatever they had a prototype or figure out, they're going to give you it to you so much faster. Mm -hmm. And so, again, that advocacy point is if you have people that support you, they can help you when you're new. Learn to find your voice. Learn to figure out how you do asks and when those are appropriate. But it's that support system of the mentor, big, small, in between, little, that can help you with that. Even if just having those connections and having someone that you know and that you trust that can tell you that some of these things are possible because not everybody has that opportunity and has those examples growing up or even in their professional career that if you don't know that you can touch that and if someone else tells you you can (laughs) and they might you know the idea is you we think about networking as like here's my business card or QR code, whatever we're doing now, or my five minutes in a breakout room on Zoom. But people who connect you, you will find you will find a rhythm where then they're connecting you to other people. Then you start connecting people to other people. And that's mm-hmm. real networking. So putting yourself out there to for your end goals is part of the equation, but the other half is just creating relationships because there might be someone who is your pricing mentor, someone else who is your advocacy for um, social injustice mentor, right? Mm -hmm. All of these folk can help you and they'll have different strengths that you can help out with or have access to. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I like the like bringing networking down from transactional, which I feel like especially now that we've done everything, like you said, maybe like the 10 minute breakout room, everything has kind of been reduced to a shorter time scale but instead of bringing it down to like how can we connect and how can you do something for me and vice versa just make connections with people and get to know people and who knows what's going to come out of that like what's their jam what are they excited about because if they're excited about a certain thing they are going to just be throwing people at you through connections that kind of thing so it's what excites people because they're going to give it to you tenfold and then you will be better situated and you can give it out in all kinds of ways just Santa Claus is all over the place throwing presents everywhere (laughs) basically Santa Claus (laughs) man No Grinches. No Grinches. 
Um, I'm interested in getting your perspective on this because you're a woman working in an often male-dominated space of SEO and web consulting. So we mm. kind of already heard about how you got here. How has it been since you've been here? How have you seen it change? Um, I would say it's it's changed or it's evolved a little bit. Um, I knew from a very young age that I was queer and I sometimes... I'm very interested in when we kind of move things into gendered pieces. And I just want to be fully disclosing here that marketing adds to that problem where we're still putting people in very specific gender boxes. And that comes to the way we advertise, to how we talk. So that's a thing that's still being worked on. And I'm in and active in that, in that industry. So I want to acknowledge that. Uh, for me, I found I've always enjoyed um, mixed spaces. So I actually get a little uncomfortable if I'm in a very, we'll just say for the term of the moment, very, um, very um, feminine spaces, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not, for myself, you won't find me at uh, traditional like yoga retreats or that kind of thing. Um, I'm a bit of a rock and roller and that kind of stuff. I think I noticed for me, I kind of was doing my own thing. Um, you get your clients, you work with it. It was how clients were describing prior interactions with other people in the industry that made me go, hmm, like, okay, we still have work to do. So uh, they were they were describing things like not feeling like the deeper needs of their business were being met. They felt that things were being pushed, that things were a little aggressive, mm -hmm. that um, they were always talking about really like, you know, the high level money, 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 now, 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 growth, 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 which doesn't always align with everyone's intentions. So that is how I've seen it. I haven't worked with every mm -hmm. industry in the world and all of that. Um, definitely when I do like upgrading, so I'm really big into analytics. I recently completed a bunch of certification on Google Analytics for mm -hmm. yowza. Uh, but again, it's still very obvious that it is very dominated by um, um, those who express themselves as male. Um, so I think it's getting better, especially when you have things like digital you know, DNS or you have like the forum where you're bringing um, women and women identifying individuals who uh, are making connections and kind of having their own thing and having their own Facebook groups and that. So I think it's changing. Um, we just have to be really attentive to it. And I think hearing coming from our clients what they're expect expecting is probably the best way to do it. We got a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. I still obviously am going to fall into traps where I could have done better in the way I'm doing that. Uh, but I think the main thing is if we're acknowledging it, and another point would be if within our now that like most people my age, we were all self-taught in the digital marketing space. Um, now people are being taught through it in schools. I used to teach at the NSCC um, IT uh, campus and we would still have a lot of women start programs but not finish programs. So why aren't we keeping other folk in the programs till the end? I think mentorship is part of that. So mm -hmm. if we can retain young um, uh, female and non-binary folk and make them feel like they're supported that's how we change the tides mm -hmm. is not after the fact when yeah. they're working in it and they're like we're losing people before From they the even get, get into that industry so again I'm going back to mentorship yeah. we have to be visible as folk to say you do have a space here and we do want to have that capacity for you and to support you where you need to be yeah and it's so nice to hear that you're so passionate about being a mentor mm. because like you said it's so needed in the industry so yeah yeah great work so you're known for making people feel at ease. I hope. I don't know. These digital they're marketing. Kinda, they're kind of got one hand on the handle here if you can't see. But, no. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I was going to finish the sentence. It says in digital marketing, design and SEO. But I would say just in general, you're pretty chill. So yeah. love that. Oh, thanks. Um, so what is the one thing that you would like people to know when they feel they might feel overwhelmed within the tech space? That it's natural. Oh, are you kidding? Like, okay, so 
I think I had, anecdotally had heard something like the word overwhelm is relatively new in terms of being mm-hmm. in our lexicon and how often we use it. It's not like, you know, that's a great point. 900 <laughs> years old, but like overwhelm wasn't a thing. Now maybe there was like yield overwhelm or some older way of doing it. Uh, but I think part of it is is getting, uh, I'll, I'll speak from a, a, a business owner perspective because I work primarily with very small teams. So like companies that have less than five people or they're a solo entrepreneur. Right. So the overwhelm is natural. Um, So embrace it because you're not supposed to know all of this. However, you are a business now and marketing. No one can be a cheerleader for your business but you. Mm -hmm. So to help with that overwhelm, take advantage of grants and funding to get someone like me. In total disclaimer, I'm being biased here, but you don't have to figure this out by yourself. No matter what stage of your business you're in for that overwhelm, stop trying to figure it out all on your own. There is a lot of fantastic grant and funding opportunities and loans that you can get to talk to a consultant. And a good consultant is going to take everything you're looking at and they're gonna go, yep, and nope. Mm -hmm. And then you will know out of the gate what you don't have to focus on. You don't have to do it all the time. And just because you saw someone else go into TikTok or get into newsletters or doing podcasting, you don't have to do it all to be successful. You have to be strategic about it. And you need someone else. Basically, we get up our own asses as business owners. You need someone to pull you out of there, right? Dust you off and help you out. So that's that's my thing. Get get some funding to do it. Don't even let it hurt your own pocket. Mm -hmm. Save that overwhelm too. Funding. Oh, it's yeah, wonderful. There's a lot of it out there. <laughs> a lot of it out there. And the only way, you know, the worst case is you never hear from it. But the best case is most funding is not used to its full advantage. So, darlings, go look for it. Allison, community is something that is clearly very important to you. So why do you think community is important in the workspace? And how have you reflected that in your work? I would think that I wouldn't. I just, again, we don't, we're not solitary creatures. And when you, when you hear someone else's story or their experience or good and bad, it, something about our brains, like it helps us to get over hurdles that might seem really big or really small, whatever. And so that community, I think it keeps you accountable too in whatever it is you're doing, because we can get very much in our heads or we can internalize something we've seen. But when we, when we have to express to other humans what's going on, then usually you can shortcut whatever it is you're trying to find. You gain perspective on what's going on in that space. And you, even though we're digital, you have to reach out to people um, regardless of, of how you feel about reaching out to people. So community has been important to me. I've run over the years, I used to run the WordPress group here in the city. Uh, I used to run a, um, a creative group called Creative Kick for a number of years, helping bring people together. Because when people gather together, magic happens. Mm. And you kind of need to do that sometimes, either in person or online, over shared pieces. And then it gets better. It also holds us accountable to our bullshit. You can't mm-hmm. keep perpetuating biases or things that are just simply not correct when you grow who you have around you. And I think when we get insular, that's when problems across the board happen. When you've got other people, you're accountable for being a part of that. And that's why I care so much. And I wouldn't be where I am today without the mentors I've had over the years that have picked me up a hundred times and, and helped me out. So the least I can do is return the favor and have other people see what that looks like so that they can return the favor too because they're going to go after what's being modeled to them. What is the what is the tech sector like here? Can you describe it? Oh, I love it because we're like, how do I always say it about about Nova Scotia? It's like 
or any other province, but instead of having like 50 of something, we got five of something. But we got everything that you want to have right here. Mm, yeah. um, also, huge support for new Canadians arriving too. That are, you know, we've had some wonderful um, program developments here. That we've got people that I'm talking to them, clients of mine or colleagues of mine. They're like, I'm staying. And I'm like, please do. I think that this province is rocking. Uh, I'm born and raised here. Um, I went to NASCAD. I graduated in 2007. And I said, I'm going to stay five years here because everyone's telling me I got to go to Toronto. I got to mm-hmm. go to Montreal. This is back when I was more design and less into the web world. And I was like, well, I'm going to try to be the change I want in five years. And if I don't see it, then I'll leave. Well, it's 2022. 20, <laughs> still here. And I'm still here. So I would say a lot of people, from what I hear, they really like the quality of, of life here, mm-hmm. um, the variety. Because we're on the ocean, we got a lot of interesting ocean based technology and sustainability coming out of this space. And again, because of the work that's been done to ensure that everyone who comes here wishes to stay, there's more perspective being added. So to me, it's like you get to have the techie, the techie vibe, but it's chill. Um, and yeah. it's, you know, not so rugged, like we're all living out in the in the woods and like growing our own tubers and storing them in our cold houses. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a nice blend, I think. And it helps to ground us in tech because we're often dealing with like clicky things and code and, and other people's third-party programs that will never go away zapier right so all (laughs) kinds of problems like that and you can just step outside and get some salt air or go to your small um, village in bear river Mm -hmm. and i'm excited for um, the government trying to do more to have us have high-speed internet throughout the province i think that'll be a game changer here for us Um, and i think that will just allow a lot of people who have not had the opportunity to be in this sector to be met where we need which is high-speed internet Absolutely. yeah so that would indicate a huge change if they did that going forward but from the beginning of your career to now how have you what have you noticed how have you felt about the change i would just say people are younger now getting into the things mm. they need to do because i would say um, folks my age are now at a stage where we are letting people know how we did what we do how do we do our growth how did we approach clients you can get off the shelf very specific courses just around proposal making or how to learn about a new piece of date myself here react um, or some other pieces of code so the entry level is younger and people are growing their skills faster Um, and also i think the other change is the non-tech community starting to understand what we do and if they can't verbalize those exact words or phrases they're putting their needs into perspective in terms of like they're not going to say we need digital adoption but they're like they're not talking about a website like that nice to have they're not talking about that bespoke app like that's totally foreign Mm -hmm. to us right they're like no like we know we can do it and we know there's entities like dns or others that can help us find that so like all things it's becoming more natural so for those of us in the business of tech depending on what you're doing could be still very quite um, esoteric but we're I think there's the the community the the people we want to serve the communities are more interested in what we're doing because they've seen it enough and we're learning to articulate it a little bit better too and not to be so geeky about what we're offering. And both ways though like just in terms of everybody who is not techie becoming more tech literate at least to to a basic and I am one of these people but like to the very (laughs) basic extent of knowing what you're talking about and being able to communicate that with someone who does know what you're talking about. Yeah because a lot of the basics are at their fingertips so they don't know all of the language technology Mm -hmm. or the or, or the process but people are they're able to google a little bit or ask around a little bit and get like the little piece they need so they can come to us as as service providers or tech providers or what have you and like there's just a bit there's still lots of onboarding but it's a little bit less because it's become more natural and more mm-hmm. normal to everyone's everyone's yeah, abilities absolutely I want, does that bring more work your way from 
individuals, would you say? Or like, I don't know exactly what my question is, but in my mind, I would think before, before people were this tech literate, it would come from like one tech company to another Mm. service provider versus now almost anyone can go to someone and at least like jumble their way through what they're asking (laughs) for. So like, does that lead to more opportunity for work? I would say, yeah, I would say that I'm getting now, uh, I'm, I'm getting... I think we need SEO. What is it? So like they have a base idea where before it might have been like our website doesn't work. We're not getting. So I'm a I'm a I I specialize in conversion on websites. So you know before it was like we don't know how our website's not getting us the money we need, which is totally valid. Yep. But now it's like it's not getting the money we need. Do we need SEO? <laughs> yeah. uh, and that just opens up a conversation. And yeah. I think part of that is understanding um, what. People think our solution are but tools for us. So to me, in digital marketing, SEO is a tool. It's not the only way any more than social media is the only way. But I'm happy that people are at least starting with that. Because from a consulting perspective, if they think they have that, you have a you have a beginning conversation piece. Even if in the end it's not SEO they need. Maybe they need email marketing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just more about how their website operates. So I would say the, the questions being asked are just helping us as providers to like quickly go, oh, I know what, you act- what you're actually considering, not what you need, because good consultants don't tell you what you need until you've really dove deep. Uh-huh. I would say, yeah, it's, it's uh, the, the, the language is a better starting point than before where it was like, help. It's like, help right. with this? Yeah. Like, that's been the change. <laughs> like Very the cool. clients seem to like know a little bit more at least about what they need, I guess, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah just the bottom, the, like the, the base knowledge. Um, and of course, you know, good work is always asking your customers exactly what they're looking for before you offer up a solution because mm. you may leave some stones unturned. But mm. I would say the stones at least like, I'm like, they're all igneous rock. I don't know why stone's very well. That one's sandstone. Like, we're at that level now. Ignatius? My roommate is currently studying geology, and I should know this because I've heard them prattle on about it. But (laughs) igneous. It's been a long time. One of those. We almost got it. Okay, well, this has been a lovely conversation. We have one last question. So what is an interaction that you've had that truly reaffirmed your passion and contributions as a woman working in SEO and web consulting? Oh, <laughs> I would say it was one of the last Atlantic Tech Summits. It was about two years after I taught um, at NSCC College, and a and a bunch of students came up to me afterwards. You know, they they grow so fast, <laughs> uh, and they put me in tears because they said that I was really instrumental to them in visibility of seeing women in tech. And I, you know, truly did what I could. But I thought I was another 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 person showing up and you know teaching all that I knew. But the fact that they pulled me aside to have that conversation, and you know, I. I thought that was great. You know, we don't do this for the accolades of being told this is what we do in the space, but to hear it in their voice that like representation mattered to them was key. Yeah. Um, and so that was Especially just... Especially from that younger audience too. Like. Yes. Yeah. And they were showing up at the conference mm-hmm. after they graduated, which also says there must have been mm-hmm. something that they've seen in us as, as, um, as, as role models because they were showing up to a tech event after graduation, which we know can, you know, your first couple of years of graduation is busy, you know, yeah. so they were showing up and doing that to me. That was affirmation to me that um, you might, and again, for the listeners, um, you might think you're not making a difference or being a mentor for people, but you have no idea the power in your actions and your words can have with someone and you're not always going to get those moments where people pull you aside you can go Mm -hmm. ball about in the bathroom (laughs) uh park lane theater but uh yeah that was for me a big one of like okay like you know the kids are all right and this is a good thing to do 
Yeah, it must have been nice to hear that for sure. Because like you said, you were just kind of doing your job, right? Not really realizing the impact that you're having on people. So it's amazing to hear that, I'm sure. It was. And again, you can all be a mentor. It's not about a certain way you deliver your your, your knowledge and experience. It's the fact you are willing to give that to other people. That's mentorship to me is that you know the no no close cards to your chest they ask you about something and the way you say it and yeah. how you follow up is just as important to what it is you're actually delivering to somebody absolutely and also like back to the one of these questions here making people feel at ease especially when you're starting yeah. out and if you're at a younger age or you're new to something it's intimidating and it's really hard to put yourself out there so being someone who's a mentor who is kind of approaches them with kind of open arms and someone who you can make them feel comfortable coming to you I think that's also huge yeah because like you said networking is hard and asking questions (laughs) is hard because you know you think it's a stupid question or so I don't know but I think it's important like you said to remember like just reach out we're all humans like I think for the most part we all want to like help each other most people are kind of chuffed when they're like this person reached out (laughs) to me to ask me a question about x y and z and often because they don't get those questions unless it's their clients right and yeah so it's and again sort of like a batting average or a sales average for every nine things you're going to get nine no's and one yes so just because you do reach out to somebody and they don't get back to you doesn't mean you should stop I mean if that was the case you wouldn't date ever again after your first date but most of us do or if you didn't like pizza or you didn't like ramen you probably picked a different ramen later and tried Uh it out it's the same damn thing when it comes to finding those spaces and asking those questions because we didn't come out of our out of our caregivers wombs knowing all this knowledge we came out of Google's womb, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. They did it there. Mm, what, a, uh, what, a, what a way to end that one. What a nice um, image in our heads. Very accurate, though. <laughs> that imposter syndrome, though, is very real. It is, but it's a good, it's a good barometer. Um, if you don't have imposter syndrome, I'd be worried, right? That you have okay. the Dunkerner or whatever the opposite thing is, where you think you know everything and you probably don't. Right. right. Uh, but no one is going to put it in your lap. You've got to ask. And that ask is part of the process. And it does get easier. And I have asked... Like as recently as last week, some pretty basic like YouTube questions for people that I know there. And I'm just like, does does the captioning affect the algorithm? That's fine. That's me, Allison K, Mrs. Magical Marketing Lady. So it's fine. Everyone's yeah. got their skill sets. Just, yeah, just it's ask. fine. All right. So last but not least, this is your uh, your soapbox, your moment. Ooh. What's on the horizon <laughs> for Allison K Consulting? What are you excited about? What's uh, what's coming up? What's going on? I, speaking of grants, look, model what you talk about. I got an export grant through um, NSBI. And so I have partnered with um, um, Pillar Light Studios, and um, who is a local company here, and also Tammy Schweber out in Toronto. And I am producing a series of videos to put on YouTube and to also slice and dice up into social media because I have a growth plan with my business to grow outside of Atlantic Canada. Most people purchase from people they like, know, and trust. I noticed that whenever I gave a webinar or showed up on a podcast I would get leads to my website my email mm-hmm. list and later clients so mm-hmm. I thought well how can I do that on a bigger scale because I can't necessarily be a member to every mm-hmm. DNS association across the, across the country so that's what I'm really excited about um, you know it's great too as a marketer to practice what you preach in terms of here's a new way of making content and you're gonna stick to it yeah. because we're really great at being like oh yeah just do this or you just do that and the clients <laughs> are like oh my gosh this is really 
overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. It's taught me how to write a script. It's taught me how to talk about story in a way. I'm really, I really like to write, but this has forced me to write for video. I'm learning about the, about search. Oh my goodness, a nerd out. Like TubeBuddy, I'm learning about SEO for like YouTube videos. And so like that is my jam. So I'm excited. I've already seen results just in terms of how I'm working and how I'm articulating myself in business. And I really look forward to seeing once they start going up, how that will affect my goals in export. So there you go. Got the funding, went out of my comfort zone, asked all the stupid questions, but I'm really excited people to see more of this after years of me being hidden behind Mm -hmm. webinars per specific associations. Very cool. That's very exciting. So is a YouTube channel on the horizon. Be kind, be gentle. (laughs) That's not the main um, source. Now that I'm in it, I'm like, oh, how could I I optimize this? You're learning all this stuff. (laughs) Evergreen stuff, right? But yeah, so like 16.9 formatting versus square versus posting natively on a platform versus is putting it in something like buffer i'm learning all of these little tactics but there's um there's that strategy piece to it that i'm practicing when i'm preaching here right i have a goal and that's growth outside of atlantic canada break it down to objectives i want to be seen be heard Mm -hmm. grow that and then how do we do it well let's do it with some videos why not do some more podcasting very that cool kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, we're super excited for you. Yeah. I'll be keeping an eye out. Can't wait to see them. Definitely. Well, I hope you like really bad. We call them um, weird <laughs> owl jokes. That's like the level of jokes in these videos. So I'm if you like it. gags, then you're going to love yeah. this, this six, minute, six minute video <laughs> series. I will be tuning in. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. This was a lovely conversation. Oh, thank you <laughs> for all you do at DNS. I love you. I love you madly and deeply. And I don't think I'd be where I am in business without your support. So thank you so much. That is lovely to hear. Ah, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to All Hands on Tech. Interested in learning more? Visit us on our website at www.digitalnovascotia.com. We'll see you next time. This has been a Podstarter production. production.